Welcome back to Inside TBT. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that this was one of, if not the most exciting episodes that we've ever had. Beyond pumped for you guys to hear the awesome guests on this episode. To start things off, we got Peyton Siva talking about officially putting a Louisville men's basketball alumni team in TBT. And not only that, but they'll be hosting TBT in Louisville this summer. You'll hear more about that from Peyton Siva, but the games are going to be played at Freedom Hall. Very exciting if you're a Louisville fan or even just a general basketball fan. And then basketball legend Jimmer Fredette joins the show to talk about his basketball career, his TBT experience, and Jimmer Mania 2.0 from TBT 2018, where he averaged a TBT best 31 points per game across the entire tournament. Awesome interviews. But before we get to that, you know I got to talk a little bit about TBT around the world. All right. Digimon Henson, Hoopville Warriors, is playing in Georgia. He's averaging 29, six and a half, and two per game. And in his best game, he dropped 36, five, and two. Devon Maxwell from Fully Loaded who's playing in the Philippines, averaging 26, 14.4, and 4.8 assists per game. On top of that, he gives you 3.4 blocks per game. His best game was 37 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 6 blocks, literally stuffing the stat sheet with his blocks. Antonio Hester from War Ready, also playing in the Philippines. He's averaging 24.6. 9.8 rebounds per game, 3.9 assists per game, and 2.0 steals per game. His best game this year, 36 points, 13 rebounds, 2 steals, 16 of 25 shooting. Xavier Mumford from the Money Team, probably remember him best for knocking off Carmen's crew in Columbus. He's playing in Israel, averaging about 15.5 points, 3.1 rebounds per game, 3.7 assists per game. He dropped 33 points on seven of eight from three the other day. Xavier Mumford, he can shoot it. And then Marquez Letcher Ellis is playing in Chile, averaging 17 points per game and 12 rebounds per game. Get this. Last game, he had 22 points and 21 rebounds to go along with five blocks. That's impressive stuff. That's some of what's going on across the world with TBTers, no more hesitation though. Let's get the Jimmer and Peyton Siva. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT. Played with Team Fredette one year, last year with the Money Team. Basketball legend, Jimmer Fredette, welcome to the show. What's going on, Andrew, how are you? I am doing fantastic, better now than I'm talking to you. Jimmer, what has been up with you Let's start since TBT. What are you doing now? Are you hooping? What's up? Yeah, since TBT, uh, not a whole lot of five-on-five -five basketball, but some three-on-three -three basketball, actually, with uh, with Team USA. Been able to play in a couple tournaments with them, able to win the America Cup, uh, which was awesome uh, for the for our country, and and uh, bring a gold medal home. And uh, just been focusing on that a lot right now just because, you know, they want to – 
try to uh, qualify for the Olympics in 2024. So that's, that's our main focus. That's our main goal. And, you know, I've been training and kind of working out for that. So right now I'm not doing a whole lot of five on five stuff. Uh, I've had some interest, had some people reach out, but uh, at this point I'm staying pat and, and enjoying my life here in Denver. So unfortunately, you know, your run with the money team was cut short of that million dollars. So, so how good did it feel to win a, win a championship and win the America? Oh yeah, it feels great. Yeah, it felt great to be able to make the last shot and be able to call it, call game. And uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun to be able to do that. But uh, you know, when you're playing for Team USA, it doesn't matter what tournament it is or anything. When you have that on your chest, you just want to make sure that you perform your best. So to be able to win it was was a lot of fun. But obviously, uh, the TBT tournament is an amazing thing. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's too bad we had it cut short. It's close game. We ended up losing it, and uh, that's what happens in that that tournament. Absolutely. So you so you played last year with the money team like we were just talking about, but that was kind of your your comeback TBT or you took TBT by storm in 2018. TBT called it Jimmer Mania, the summer of Jimmer, whatever you want to call it. What was summer 2018 like for you playing TBT? That was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I super enjoyed it. Uh, my first time with TBT it was our our team, Team for Day. It was you know, guys that I played with in college and some of the same familiar faces that you saw with us last year, Jordan Crawford and some other guys. But, uh, you know, we just had a great team. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit different format where, where there was three weekends that you played. Um, so we, we were able to win the first first weekend that we were in. Uh, it was in Ohio and then we went to Atlanta and then eventually Baltimore for the final four. And, uh, so it was a really fun, uh, few weeks. I mean, our guys were awesome guys, great camaraderie, uh, great memories. And obviously uh, played in front of a lot of, uh, great fans. I mean, all of our games were packed wherever we were. Um, so it was a great atmosphere and, um, you know, I wish we could have, uh, you know, taken it home obviously, but, uh, we made a really great run. It was a lot of fun. No surprise that summer, but you set some records as you always do. I think you had the record for, you know, and still have highest points per game in a single tournament, minimum two or three games, whatever it is. You know, how did that Jimmer mania, if you want to call it, compare to when you were at BYU? I mean, you you were the focal point of that team in, in 2018, all over ESPN, TBT's on ESPN. How did that compare to, you know, your, your last two years at BYU? Yeah, you know, I brought I brought some similarities back for sure. I mean, people enjoyed it. It was on ESPN, and you know, people were reaching out, just saying, "Congrats, way to, way to go, keep it up." We're rooting for you. We're watching you, and all those different things. Obviously, at BYU, my senior year was it was kind of a different animal. It was just such a crazy experience. Um, you know, going through that was uh, was pretty incredible. My life changed basically overnight at that point. And uh, to be able to kind of bring it back a little bit, because I hadn't played in the U.S. for a while, you know, in, in the 2018 tournament, I'd been over in China for a while, you know, and people haven't seen me play a whole lot. So to be able to come back and, and be able to perform well and, and be able to play in front of a USA audience um, on ESPN was a lot of fun. And obviously uh, people enjoyed it. There was great ratings. People watched it. And it was uh, it was a great event. So TBT overall, you just mentioned you played in other leagues, overseas, NBA college. Where does the competition in TBT rank for you in terms of, you know, level of basketball ability? Yeah, no, I mean, it's great. I mean, the guys are, these are really high level professional basketball players, you know, overseas guys uh, that come and play, former NBA guys that play. Um, and then guys that are like lower division 
two division three guys that are all Americans that can, you know, that have a chip on a shoulder and want to come out and show what they can do. You know what I mean? So, and the fun part about it is a lot of teams get their, their college teams back together and play, which gives them a level of form, um, you know, familiarity, which is an advantage, you know, when you're playing, um, you know, in a tournament like that, where you don't have a whole lot of time to sync up and, and kind of get a game plan together. So you're playing against really good competition that knows each other. Um, and yeah, it's, it's getting better and better every year. Like more, more NBA guys are coming into it high level overseas guys, Euro league guys, you know, so you're getting the best of the best that are, you know, not in the NBA at this point playing in this tournament. And I think that's why the majority of guys play in it, not even necessarily for the money all the time. It's about the competition and to play in some meaningful games in the summer. Last question about that, that 2018 tournament, you know, you had a matchup with Aaron Kraft. Jared Sollinger, Greg Oden, John Diebler, you know, some absolute basketball legends in, in the college basketball world. Do you remember that matchup? What was that matchup like for you? Just kind of talk about what, you know, that's I, I did a big tweet about that a few weeks ago, like the most star studded matchup in PPT history. So what was that like from your perspective? Yeah, we knew it was going to be a really tough game. Um, you know, obviously Ohio State, they've won it one year, uh, but they just have a lot of talent, guys that have played together. They have kind of everything. They have big guys that can play. Uh, they have shooters. They have guards. They have deep guys that can play defense. I mean, David Light, he's been playing in the EuroLeague forever, and he's a great player. Aaron Kraft, an awesome defender. Um, but it was fun for me to match up against Aaron. Uh, we hadn't been able to match up against each other. We'd heard about each other, knew about each other uh, and off the court and all of these things, but we hadn't been able to match up against each other on the court. So it's fun to be able to go against a guy that's super competitive and takes pride in his defense. Um, and uh, it was an awesome game. I mean, uh, we played really well that game. Fortunately, we made our shots and we were able to, to, to get past them, but they were, uh, they're a tough out. And obviously, like you said, they've been the TBT a lot and have won it one year. So it was a fun matchup, uh, something I won't forget over there in Atlanta. And I think the people enjoyed it. Definitely exciting from our end. Cool to hear about it from your end as well. Something else I have been dying to ask you about since I saw it. Tim Schloss. You put a, you put a beer belly in, you put the beard on, you wore a sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. You got to tell me about that. How did you come up with the name Tim Schloss first and foremost? So, uh, yeah, it was funny. I mean, uh, so then the back of the sweatshirt, they gave me some random sweatshirt. I don't know. They just pulled it out of nowhere. And the back of it was Schlosh. That was the name on the back of it. So we're like, okay, we got to go with that, right? It's on the back of my shirt. I got to make sure that that's on it. And then we were just thinking of spitballing, uh, spitballing names. And just Timmy Schlosh just kind of, you know, rolled off the tongue easiest, right? Like we were just ready for it, but had the nickname of Slick Nick after one of my good high school friends that I, you know, called myself, had nothing to do with Timmy Sloss. So, I mean, it was just kind of funny. Uh, I, was, I was from Cincinnati too, Timmy Sloss from Cincy. So uh, it was a, it was a great time. I mean, uh, Coach Pope called me up and was like, hey, you're going to be in town at this point. And I was like, fortunately, I was. I was going to be there that day. So it was like meant to be, right? And just got on. Took about two hours to get makeup on and everything, get the, the fat suit on and kind of just get out everything all set up. And uh, it was funny just because, I mean, people didn't really bat an eye. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, 
their walk-on tryouts. So at walk-on tryouts, they don't care. They're just like, Hey, I'm locked in. I'm trying to do everything I possibly can to impress coach, to make sure that I try to get a spot on the team. They don't care about anybody else around them. So it's kind of a perfect cover up. And we saw Eli Manning do it and coach is like, Hey, let's, let's try to do something similar here at BYU. So it ended up working out really well. Kids loved it after they knew who I was. Some of them knew from the beginning, but I'd say half of them had no idea until the very end, which was kind of funny. That's great. I mean, as a basketball player, you see some crazy stuff, and those kids will remember that forever, whether they made the team as a walk-on or not. But yeah. in, your, in your career, it can be at BYU. It can be since. What, what's the most unique situation you've found yourself in through basketball? You know, like Marshall Henderson – I think it was Iran or Iraq. He's played in some just crazy, crazy places. So for you, what what's the story that comes to your mind when you think about your overarching basketball career? You know, I, uh, it's there's a lot. I mean, obviously, I've kind of been all over the place. Uh, you know, China is just a different place in general. Uh, you know, it's much different than here in the U.S., but I, I love my time there. I enjoyed everything about it. Uh, you know, some of the travel um, over there is is not easy. There's a place that we go to called Xinjiang, which is really close to Kazakhstan, all the way in the west northern part of, of China. And it's a whole different world up there. You go through there and, you know, you have to go through different you know, full, full customs again to get through there. And, you know, it's just kind of a, a different beast. And you're just, you get up there and, you know, you you get to the airports and there's no English at all anywhere. Right. It's just like, there's not even any water. There's, there's no anything that's familiar at all. And you're just like, man, what's going, what's going on. You know, it's just a very uh, interesting place to find yourself. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's been a great experience for me. I've been all over the place. Um, you know, I've had some interesting encounters with fans and, and people all over the place, but it's been, uh, it's been, Great. I can't complain. I've had a, uh, an amazing experience playing overseas and, uh, but yeah, I've been all over the place. So you always see, you know, whether it's LeBron, Kobe, D Wade, all those guys talk about how, you know, they are celebrities in other countries or celebrities in away arenas when they're on the road. What, what was your biggest people trying to see you ever in your career? What, what point of your career, what, you know, venue, where were you, where would you say you were at your peak in terms of famousness? Um, it was after BYU for sure. It was, uh, during that, that 2011 season, right after the San Diego state game was where it really like changed my life overnight. Um, you know, I had that game, uh, the fans rushed the court. They had to escort me off the court, you know, with the security. And then I got off of the, got out back to the back and, uh, changed, you know, took about an hour. Like I normally do showering, you know, icing, you know, going through media, doing all that stuff. It was about an hour or so after the game. And then they told me I couldn't go back out the arena. Like I normally do because the fans were all still there waiting. So I couldn't leave the arena. So from that point on, I had to be escorted in and out of the arena through the back entrance through like, uh, where the loading dock is my, my girlfriend at the time. Now my wife would drive the car down, pick me up and then drive me back out of the arena and then go through. And it just was like that for the rest of the career, uh, home and away games didn't matter where it was. It was like security everywhere. Um, crazy stuff, just people waiting, uh, wanting to get pictures and autographs. Um, it, it changed pretty quickly and it was, um, an amazing experience, something that I'll never forget. So I knew all the words, but did you know all the words to teach me how to jimmer? <laughs> no, I did not. I still don't even know who wrote it. <laughs> I still don't. I haven't met the guys. 
I've not met the guys. I've heard the song many times. Obviously, people like to play it when I, you know, walk into places sometimes think it's a think it's a joke. So it's uh, it's it's fun. I love it. You know, they got some great YouTube, uh, some great YouTube hits on it. But I, I don't know all of the words. I only know the obviously the catch the catchphrase. <laughs> I love it. I was watching that video the other day in prep. You know, I had to do my research. For so <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for those who don't know, you have taken on a little bit of a life as a TikTok star. I can't, <laughs> think, I can't think of anyone else in the world that I would rather get a shooting tutorial from than you. But what's that been like, you know, navigating the TikTok avenue? Yeah, I started doing that for a while. Um, just I was... I work out every day, obviously. I posted a couple of Instagrams uh, just about, you know, some shooting techniques or whatever. And then people really liked them. They're like, hey, keep doing them. So I kept doing them for a long, long time. I haven't posted one in, in a little bit at this point, but I'll get back to it eventually. But, um, but yeah, it was – people really liked it. Got some uh, – got a lot of followers pretty quickly um, just because they were looking to, you know, enhance their shots or their kids were like, Oh, I love these little drills or these little tips that you gave me. And I just felt like it was something I could give back with pretty easily. Just be able to show people, Hey, um, you know, this is what I do for my dribbling routine in the you know beginning of a workout or whatever it is. And uh, you know, just give back to, to the community give back to the kids and uh, you know, try to help them out as much as I can. So it was, it's been fun. I've had a good response from it, um, but it is, it takes some work. That's for sure. It take, it's more than just, you know, taking a video and being done with it. You gotta, you gotta put some thought into it. You gotta put some editing, editing into it. You gotta do all that stuff. So I get the uh, content creators out there. It's not, it's not always an easy gig. <laughs> if you play TBT 2023, we'll, uh, we'll collab for, for a few videos. There we go. That sounds good. Sounds I good. Just got a few couple quick questions for you. And then I'll get you out of here. First one, most famous person in your phone. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'd probably say Steph, Steph Curry. I'd probably say that. That's, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Um, Last thing I got for you, I'm a big, big Bulls fan from Chicago, born and raised, back in Chicago now. What was it like for you to get to play for the Bulls and be in Chicago? I actually really loved it. Um, the Chicago Bulls is a great organization. Uh, the fans are amazing. Um, they, they're, it's a sports town, so they know who you are. Like you're walking around the streets, people know who you are. Um, they they love their, their Chicago Bulls and all of all their sports there. Um, cool city, great food, um, a lot of great shopping. Uh, my wife and I, when we were, when we were there, we really enjoyed it. Um, so we were only there for probably about five months or so, but, uh, it was a great five months and, uh, I wish I could have stayed there longer because I love the organization, the team and, uh, everything it stood for. So I, I enjoyed being in Chicago. All right. That's a great answer. I enjoy being in Chicago as well. I appreciate you coming on the show. Are we seeing you this summer, TBT 2023? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. To be determined. You never know. You never know with this stuff. But uh, I love the tournament. It's been good to me. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, I'm sure I'll play it at some point again, uh, whether it's this year or another year. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, Andrew. All right, join me now on Inside TBT, Louisville legend, Peyton Siva. Welcome to the show. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So obviously you're here on the TBT podcast for a reason. 
And that's because Louisville is putting in a TBT team. By the time you're listening to this, the team name will be announced. There's a little competition going on right now to settle that. Peyton, what made you, you know, decide to get involved with TBT? Man, I've watched this for the past couple of years and it's always, you know, been excited to watch and, you know, then kind of schedules kind of matched up. I got a chance to talk to a couple of the former alumni and a couple of players and they were putting together a pretty good team. So uh, I was like, why not? Why not try it out? Get into it. I uh, love watching it. So I'm excited to get finally get a chance to play in it. So the roster is stacked. Names that people are going to know for sure. Who are some of the guys that you're most excited to, to get back on the court with or get on the court with for the first time? Um, you got guys, you know, my other teammates like Kyle Couric, uh, Rakeem Buckles, um, guys I didn't play with like Enoch. And, um, you know, we got a couple other guys who, who still were waiting, pending uh, their commitments, but um, already, you know, gave us the word. So looking forward to announcing the, the other guys later on, but those are a few guys right now that I'm uh, really looking forward to. And super exciting. You're actually going to get to play in front of some home fans this is the first time a lot of people are hearing this that games will be played this summer at freedom hall in louisville hosted by the louisville team how excited are you for that man it's, it's always great playing in louisville um and especially in front of these fans they're crazy man we, we love them they show mad love and uh we had some good memories in freedom hall and uh we closed it out right uh my freshman year so looking forward to getting back out there and playing, looking forward to getting back in front of the Louisville fans uh, and just giving them some good hoops to watch this summer. So. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about your, your time at Louisville, some of your good memories, but before that, can you tell everyone, you know, where you were playing most recently, you know, what your careers kind of looked like post Louisville? Yeah. So most recently I was in Australia and uh, Illawarra, Great team, uh, great organization, loved it. Uh, and then previous to that, I've been all over, man. I, I got drafted to Detroit after my uh, after my four years at Louisville. You know, I went to Italy, played a year there, spent some time in Germany, spent five years in Germany with Albert Berlin, uh, loved it. Then I went to New Zealand, played with the Breakers, and then most recently Illawarra. So I've been traveling around the world, man, just uh, enjoying these different countries and, you know, team meeting new people and new cultures. So that's, that's been amazing. You got to feel pretty old. Anytime you play in one place for, for four years and you list four other places, it got to make you feel a little old. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, you know, especially when I was on these other teams recently, I, I was like the oldest guy on the team. So uh, yeah, but it's cool, man, just to be able to continue to do what I love and continue to go out there and hoop at a high level. It's, you know, I don't take it for granted. We, I like to ask this question to people like yourself who have played at a high level all over the world. You know, let's say, let's take Louisville alums out of it. If you could pull any teammate that you've ever played with and put them on this TBT team with you, who are you bringing? Oh, um, taking Louisville out of it and putting a teammate. I don't know, man. I mean, I would probably pick maybe Andre Drummond just because I need I need a big. Uh, and he was one of the, the bigs from my team in Detroit. So I would love to have him on the team. But uh, I, have, I have so many, man, that I play with, so many great guys I play with throughout the years. So uh, that was just the name that came to mind. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have a bunch, but I can't name them all right now. 
No, totally understand. So let, let's think back to your time at Louisville then with some of those teammates you're going to play this year. Obviously, the game in Freedom Hall against Syracuse, that was a great way to close things out. But when you think Louisville, what, what are some of the games or moments that come to your mind right away? I mean, when you think about just my career, you, you obviously think about the Michigan game and the championship. Um, you know, you think about the Syracuse game, the Big East championship. Yeah, a couple of those in my senior years. Um, a heartbreaker for me, you think about the Notre Dame game, the five-overtime game uh, that we lost, but it, it helped us, you know, through that season. You think of the Duke game where Kevin got hurt. Uh, we were able to rally back and win that game. Like I said, man, there's just so many, but when you think of, I would say, my career and Louisville basketball, especially my senior year, those are a couple of key games that – really sticks out to a lot of fans, a lot of people um, that really had them on the edge of their seats and uh, really show what Louisville basketball was about. Can we completely rule out Coach Patino coaching the team this summer? I think so. I I would almost guarantee it. I would bet my house on it that he wouldn't coach the the TBT team. But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see him in the stands or something and you know, we'll get a little uh, pregame motivation from him somehow. Absolutely. That's that's the secret to TBT success is, you know, the coach that was the coach when the players were on the team got to be in the building. Last year, Nate Oates was there when Buffalo won the championship. The year before that, Beheim was there when they won. So we got we got to get Patino in the building. That's a must. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, if we make it to the to the championship, he's he has no choice but to come, right? <laughs> Definitely. So I, I want to, you know, hit a f- few more things before we get you out of here. But with with it being played at Freedom Hall, there are some rumblings that there could be some potential rivalries brewing up. Some other teams in the works. Little hint, hint, wink, wink. Kentucky. What do you think of when you hear of a potential Kentucky team coming to play Louisville at Freedom Hall? Oh man, I just think that we have to take care of business and you know, hold it down for the home, home team. Uh, you know, I think it'd be fun. Like I said, it's, it's all about the fans, man. Just giving them something to watch and giving them some good hoops. But as a competitor, you, know, you want to go out there and win. So uh, especially in the TBT, it's, you know, winner takes all, it's one game elimination. So got to come out there, be on our A game. And uh, we look forward to all the rivalries. So you, you've been, you've been a successful basketball player. So you're definitely not hurting for, you know, contract money, but getting a big, big advance after winning TBT would be nice. Well, what what would be the first thing you would buy if you, if you won that share of a million dollars? Oh man, God knows. Uh, probably some toys for my kids. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, pretty much all where my money goes anyways to them. Um, and I'll save it, put in, try to invest in some things. Uh, but yeah, mostly just, just try to build it up. But like I said, I mean, my first thing would probably just buy them something nice. I mean, that's where I don't really like anything for myself. I pretty much give them everything. So, what percentage of the million dollars should be sent to the Louisville NIL fund to get some, you know, five stars, six stars into the program? 100%? Oh man, <laughs> uh, I'll send a little bit, but they they should want to come to Louisville because they'll see how these fans are. Uh, they, they'll see how this city is. Uh, I can't help them with my money. This is mine, you know, 
I'll take that off the bat. But I can help a man with, you know, show him around the town. But hopefully they get some uh, conversation when they do come for uh, the NIL. And hopefully we do get some, you know, top-level recruits coming in soon uh, that can help, especially for the university. Uh, we'll love to see it. Last question for you. You know, what would it mean to you to win a regional championship in front of Louisville fans at home at Freedom Hall? Oh, man, it would be dope. Like I said, uh, you know, anything to, you know, just give the city something to cheer about, um, you know, for them to go out there and watch us play, especially in the summer, especially in like the dead period of, you know, sports. It would be great for them to see. And I mean, it'd be great for us, you know, especially as alumni to go out there and, you know, win in front of the home crowd again, uh, one more time would just be something special for us. I mean, you know, we, we, we're not in college anymore. We can't play in front of them and there's no pro teams here. So I think this would be a pretty cool experience for any of us. Well, there you go. Peyton Siva for you, Louisville fans out there coming to a basketball court near you very soon. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Hope you enjoyed this episode. An all-star duo with Siva and Jimmer. Follow Inside TBT on social media. Follow TBT. Follow me, Andrew Zolden. Talk to you next week. Talking 2019 TBT.